The House of Hades, Chapter 41, Piper. Piper didn't know much about the Mediterranean, but she was pretty sure it wasn't supposed to freeze in July. Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Always open your readings like it's a like you're telling a knock knock joke. I know. I kind of do it on purpose. <laughs> I'm like, how dumb can the sound? Not dumb in that way, Rick. I <laughs> got so serious. Like he came into the room and gave you a death stare for that. I like that. Just in that, like after everything we've said this whole time, like, you're like, this this is the line that we can't cross. Yeah. Ava, Neve. How are we? You know, I am A-OK. I'm not as stressed as I have been in the recent episodes because we closed the show that I did and it went fabulously and um, it was super heavy but super rewarding and so like that's kind of off my shoulders. Um, And I'm working on other things that are, are equally as wonderful in different ways but not quite as heavy and like... So I'm just kind of having a great time. But I got my, like, most recent COVID booster um, two days ago, along with my flu shot. And I also had a three-hour drive. So yesterday, y'all, I was knocked. But I'm watching this season of Survivor right now. And it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix and live in America, I'm looking at the recording device right now. Please, God, hear me. Watch the season that is on Netflix that's like David's versus Goliath's. I have not been at this addicted to a reality TV season in so long. I, please <laughs> watch it and then tell me your favorite. My favorite is Gabby. Neve, how are you? <laughs> Damn. Um, I'm pretty good. Uh, I went to go visit my sister this past weekend in Boston and that was very fun. Yay. I haven't seen her in a while and she's a freshman um, at Boston University so I was very excited to see her and um, see that she's doing well. Boston! Uh, I also got a lot of quality time with Brayden in a car. <laughs> and um, missed my bus back from Boston to where Brayden lives and no. literally cried about it on a street corner because I was so upset with myself. I felt so terrible, um, but it all worked out. And now we're back at our college and vibing. Um, I felt like I got a lot of my, I got a lot of stuff. I got my life together today, so that was exciting. I kind of My life too. was not together pre-break. I turned in a couple late assignments today. No, but like I like definitely got re- refocused compared to where I was before break. So that's yeah. that's exciting. How are you, Brayden? Yeah, I feel I feel like I as well got refocused and then quickly got unfocused. You know, like I feel like I did a lot to tie up the loose ends that I needed to from before break. Mm. Mm. But the rope is still fraying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no, true. Because I was going to say, I didn't exactly tie up the loose ends during break. And I just realized I didn't contextualize at all. Um, we had like a three, four-ish day fall break. And two of those days were weekends. So a lot of people just ended up going home for like two, three days. Um, and a lot of people like rested, whatever. But like I had a couple assignments that I had missed because of like busy. And... Um, the gag is, I didn't do any of those over the break. I did them today. And today is Tuesday. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's real. Like, I, I did get some things done. I, I uh, finally sewed up the hole in my favorite jeans. Yay! Which is something I've been putting off. I cleaned my car. Oh, no I, more whites so, up in the backseat. I last week had to get a new battery. Um, yeah. I, I feel like there's other stuff I did. I did other stuff. Oh, I got like, I did laundry and sorted my clothes and got it like into its like winter fall preparedness state. So like I finished some homework assignments that I had been putting off. Um, alas, homework keeps coming and midterms are Ugh. soon so that's a whole nother thing oh my God. but I, know, I, I was trying to be in, like do a like gratefulness like thankfulness about like things I have done and, and it's already getting away from me but um oh I also ordered most of my stuff for my Halloween costumes today so that, that felt very productive oh <laughs> um, I need to do that tonight because oh my god guys fun um thing is that I'm doing Halloween costumes with both Neve and Brayden like t- like duo ones Neve and I are going to be Candace and Vanessa from Phineas and Ferb, and Brayden and I are going to be Wanda and Pietro from WandaVision, and, like, also just all of Marvel, but very exciting. <laughs> and, like, we just as a group with, like, our other um, super close friends are being the Disney fairies. So, like, um, we're doing a lot of cool things, and because we run a Percy Jackson podcast, we love Halloween. Those two things are equivalent. Yeah, no, but it's true. It's unfortunate. Where Halloween is falling this year is awful, though. For, like, amount of costume. Oh, my God, yes. Because the Halloween weekend is so long, and so many Halloween-themed parties throughout the rest of October. I know. Like, I literally already have have two more this weekend that I I need a costume for. Um, But none of the costumes I ordered... Will be here by this weekend. No, we gotta pull something so, together for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking this might be my excuse to buy the one of the cost. The parties is like a, um, is it like overdone cliche. Halloween costume? Cliche Halloween costume. So it might be my excuse to buy a Spider-Man suit. I think I'm gonna go <laughs> pirate. I was also thinking my other option was vampire. Yeah, but that's kind of just how I how I, I just dress. have pirate clothes because I dress like a yeah you vampire yeah. me pirate just all the time. <laughs> that is real. Yeah. Welcome back to Return to Get Half Blood. <laughs> this was um, a particularly long tangent. This was, this but was, it's okay. I yeah. feel like it was information that the, the audience needs to know. It's a it's a Halloween um, house House of Hades is a Halloweeny book. True. It so is House of Halloween. House of Halloween. <laughs> We will still be doing this book in like November, but it is, and we were doing it before October. But yeah, but House of Halloween, House of Halloween. Um, for the, the next three episodes, it's uh, Welcome to House of Halloween, um, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about House of Hades and Halloween. Yeah. Um, this week we are discussing chapters forty-one through forty-four through the theme of manipulation. And it's spooky because it's House of Halloween. <laughs> and also because manipulation is scary. No, it is. <laughs> Just gonna be real for a moment. No, yeah. In case anyone didn't know, manipulation is scary. Um, 
It is my turn. It's your turn. It's my time. <laughs> Neve is already pulling up all the right. time. She was so fast. Ready, set, go. All right. So they on the boat. The boat starts to get cold. They're like, it's because of the staff. And he brings the staff downstairs. Coach Hedge is in his room watching Chuck Norris movies, but he's actually calling his girlfriend. Um, it's cold. And they're like, to storm or fire, the world must fall. And Piper's like, yeah, like you are all idiots because the world is in Gia. Um, and then Keone. And the her brothers, and they are the winds and the ice and the snow. And Piper is like, uh, I am so much smarter than you all. I'm going to manipulate you, and I'm going to bring Festus back to life through love, the power, the power of love. And um, she, he, she, she blows them all away. I, I like the, <laughs> that's not no, but like Festus comes alive and like gets rid of him. <laughs> So we didn't mention that everyone, all of her friends were frozen. So she was alone in the fight mm. and Leo was catapulted into the sky. But yeah. We got the detail that coach Hedge is having relationship problems. No, he's, his relationship is fine. He seems happy. He's just high. The problem is he's hiding his relationship. Oh, I That's see. The thing. Okay. It's like, why does he feel the need to do that? I, I, I know I actually respect this out of him. Well, I would not share the details of my private relationship with a bunch of 16 year olds. That's actually that very is true. true. He also probably knows he'll get roasted for it because they're 16. Yeah. 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 Preach. Um, I think that's a good, oh, the only other detail that I'm, um, that I really kind of attached to, unless you said this and I forgot because I didn't take my Adderall today. Um, uh, Keone's brother is like Piper. Like we're not doing this to you because you're fine as hell. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I did forget that. I did leave that out. That that Z. I was like, oh, hey, yo, <laughs> she is sixteen. Yeah. He might yeah. be too in he, terms of God. God, God, God. But I'm so, God. Oh God. But I'm so, oh God. <laughs> oh God. But I'm still like. That still feels because like she's underage. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's. I mean, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna take you for my my wife, and uh, and so Piper's weird. like, I don't like big CD. <laughs> Please. And I'm like, that does give when like Helen of Troy was first abducted when she was seven. 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 Yeah. When she was seven. That was the time that she first got abducted. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant like, I got it. I, I picked it. I picked up where you're pretty at. Abducted by Agamemnon. No, not Agamemnon. What's his name? Menelaus. Menelaus. There's yeah. so many names. And then like released, but, the, but like literally first abducted when she was seven and then she was like, I'm traumatized now. And then things didn't get any better for her. I just know Achilles, Patroclus, and Briseis. That's fair. Those are those are the names I care about in the Iliad. Well, I'm gonna need you to care about Hecuba because she's my bitch. Ava needs you all to care about Hecuba. Actually. Queen of Troy deserved so much better than what she got. <sighs> Thank you. I love her so much. What songs did we Ooh. bring this week for the playlist? Mine is so fun. I think I might have used this already. Not in this playlist, but like in the past playlist. We're getting to that point where, like, I have no idea. No what idea what was before. on the original playlist, but like, if it is, a, it just works so well for this. Not like tonally, because I would say it's a more like upbeat song, and these chapters I don't think are upbeat. But um, it's "Ankle Biters" by Paramore, and the chorus is "Someday You're Gonna Be the Only One You've Got," and that felt poignant. 
for this. Yeah? As she is... Alone? Alone during these chapters. You really dug deep. Yeah. yeah. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> you really dug deep. I thought it was fitting. And it was. it's also a lot about, like, self-confidence, which is something that, um... Like, Piper's self-confidence is really trying... Like, they're attempting to tear it down in these chapters. So... There's de- okay, you don't need to wave your wine in my face. I am I there is a slightly deeper meaning than just the chorus. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. You definitely have cho- chosen that before though. Oh absolutely. Yeah. It's one of my favorite songs. It's definitely popped up before. Yeah. Okay, so mine is actually fully not what I thought it was gonna be because I just opened my phone to like look at it to remember the title and then I was like, ah oh, fuck, maybe that one. Because I fully had the decision. And then I was like, I'll save it for next episode because I'm obsessed with this song right now. But you'll have to wait a week to find out what it is. But so um, instead, I chose Little Queen by Heart. Um, because first of all, Stan Hart. Second of all, um, the specific lyrics of um, you were standing in the line thinking how you moved his mind and feeling like he held you in his hand. Come on. That's exactly. She plays the shit out of all of them. And that's pretty much exactly what the song is about. Like, a girl boss who plays people, but also has emotions. I love it. I love her. (laughs) (laughs) My song is Power and Control by Marina and the Diamonds. Work, Marina. Um, Yeah. Off Electra Heart. I think this album is, like, if you're struggling to understand what Piper's version of child of aphrodite is like this album explains it like this album is the epitome of i wouldn't even say the epitome of piper but what what it means for piper to be a daughter of aphrodite yes and like absolutely this is like my understanding of 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 aphrodite agree and power control is just very much like like you're going to do what i say because that's like the power of love. Like the power of love is the power to control um, and influence and manipulate. Yeah. Really dug deep there, Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the, 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 her lyrics aren't deep. They are. That, that is, that is no, pretty much right. what the, song, the lyrics of the song are I saying. I love that <laughs> album. Jesus. It's such a good album. Um, <sighs> I have um, Teen Idol stuck in my head now, though. Mm. I do have Bubblegum Bitch stuck in my head. <laughs> um, what were our favorite moments? I don't know. I mean, I d- like there was a guilty part of me that was like, it was kind of sick how Keone made her re-entrance, where she was like, it is. I'm back. And, like, literally, like, nobody anticipates it at all. Like, they're all like, oh, this, like, the weather must just be something yeah, else. And she's like, And then Piper, like, flips the fuck out. And then five seconds later, Leo is in the sky. Like, oh, my God. It is, it is some, like, iconic rivalry here. Yeah. Like, the Piper versus Kione is incredible. Like, it starts off over Jason. And that's yeah. annoying. Yeah. But, like, now this point that it's reached is, like, very deeply personal. So and I find it incredible. There's one point where she's literally like, I hate you, Piper. I was like, damn. I don't know why. It was, like, it was so simple, but I was laughing. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I hate you, Piper. I was like, damn. Yeah, no. It's incredible. And as far as villains go, 
a lot of the villains in these books don't stick around. There are a lot of one-off villains. Because that's kind of like, it's a very episodic um, series, like throughout them all. Like, because every, cha- every set of chapters, they go and do like a Monster of the Week thing. So it's always mm-hmm. nice to have villains that, that come back. Yeah. Um, and are iterative. Especially yeah. since, like, Hyunae was like, I, like, I will get revenge. Like, whenever there's, like, an open-ended like that and it's actually fulfilled, it's always fun. Especially so long after. Like, this Especially was a, across books. Yeah, this was yeah. a really long time for it to, like, materialize after. Yeah. Um, there's one specific line, uh, before everything goes to shit, uh, where they're talking, like, uh, Piper's like, I have a feeling the war will end with us too, for better or for worse. And Jason says... Hey, personally, I like us. And Leo says, agreed. Us is my favorite people. And I've just been feeling really sad about being a senior lately. So I literally underlined that. I was looking at it like, oh. (laughs) It made me very emotional. So that was, I don't know if that was a favorite, but it did make me very emotional. No, I I actually really liked our trio moment that we had in these chapters yeah, of our, our Piper, Jason, Leo trio. Me too. And I was like, okay, there is something good lasting from the last hero. Literally. Um, I love them as a trio. I really do. Yeah. It's like, they, I do like their friendship. Jason only makes sense in that trio. And also I just like Piper and Leo as friends. Me too. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, Jason is a foil to them as a duo. Yes. But not, but he doesn't have enough substance to be a foil to them as individuals. Yeah. But like he works in that like tree. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. It's very, um, it, it very much gives, uh, Cece and Winston. Yes. Uh, the, the <gasps> Piper, um, Leo, Leo friendship. Oh, true. Um, I agree. No, it's very sweet. It was honestly, I was like surprised how, like, like how sweet I considered it. Considering we lost here, I was like nothing, nothing was formed there. Yeah, um, but I was like, okay, I guess something was. Yeah, like, yeah. I like that this is lasting, and the storm or fire stuff was interesting. Yeah, it was a little Life obvious for figuring it out after it literally so long. But I was. That I, in retrospect, like I've read these books before, so maybe the first time I read them, yeah. I was like, "Oh, so they're gonna destroy the world." But it seems so obvious that it's talking about Gia. I know, and that like seems to be a recurring thing: is that there's obvious subtext or like things that are implied in what's happening, whether it be by prophecy or like you know, like just general theme. And then at a certain point, Rick is like, for anyone who hasn't caught on and like makes a character realize it or like, you know, makes a character say it out loud. So it's like very concrete, like in case you didn't get this, like this might be what's happening, you know? I do like that um, Piper gets to be that character a lot. Yeah. It's Piper and Annabeth. Yes. Um, The girls. The girls. (laughs) Because like Hazel's one of the girls, but she's not one of the girls. I do like that. That just remind me of we have like Piper's like Hazel and I are kind of besties now. I know. I'm like, really oh, just thinking about. I that. love it. I love it. I love it. It's, it's like, the. It's so powerful. It's like thank God. I just. I, I love everyone on this ship besides fucking Jason. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, and Jason's like, I have a secret. 
I know something about Nico, and you will never know. I was honestly real nervous as this, like, conversation, as the the trio conversation got, like, you know, more in-depth. If Jason was going to That Jason was going to spill. I was real nervous. I it, too. I really was like, oh, my God, thank God for Piper bringing up something that's actually important that Jason will not talk about this, Mm. you know? I so I have I have two frames of mind about this. Jason cannot out Nico. That's awful. I cannot keep a secret. <laughs> I can like empathize in this way that like this is the one time I'm like Jason. This is hard because I cannot keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Um, if you tell me something, I will keep it to myself and my fifty most close and personal friends. <laughs> And if it's like a real secret, my closest ten. You know, <laughs> ten is still so wide. Like I, I believe in privacy, and therefore, if you have something private, keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Please, yeah. <laughs> my thing is like also. Oh my god, I'm gonna get canceled for what I'm about to say. Like, I actually think I'm going to get canceled for this. But... Everyone hold on to your seats. But as a queer person, I think I can say it. Okay. If Jason outed Nico, it would make him a little more of a person. Yes! Wait, no, you're so right, though. <laughs> it's the fact the fact that Jason doesn't out Nico just makes him even less of an interesting character. Mr. Perfect does everything right. Instead of, like, Nico's get fuck! Like, you know? Like, I can totally see him being like, well, Nico's gay shit. And then having to reckon with... It, it does give him more... Ooh, that is interesting. If, like, he, like, if that was the way he slipped up being perfect, is, mm-hmm. like, uh... With something, like, not really to put serious. Nico through more, but, like, that oh, would be very Like, something actually so not to do. Like, so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just... It would be interesting. And I would like to see how he would reckon with that afterward. Yeah. Um, and also just... I would like to see him make a mistake. Because also if he made that mistake, he could like... Die for Nico and make it up. Correct. Goodbye. <laughs> We're just thinking of ways to kill off Jason. <laughs> I don't wish death for him. I just wish a very happy write-off. Yes. I wish a very happy be in a different book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Called the most boring person who ever lived. Yeah. One of my other favorite moments was, um, I've just been thinking about this, when um, Piper was like, oh, and by the way, I think you were called a D-list goddess. <gasps> yes. <laughs> it, was, it was just a battle of, of the serves. It, it was, was. The reads so were incredible. Um, <laughs> battle of so the serves. It was just, they were going back and forth, and yeah. I was, I was living. I was. You know, I'm going to say it. I was, I was living. I was living. Was living. <laughs> it's a brave stance to take. Yes. But I was living. But I was living. <laughs> it's true. I just also can't stop picturing. <laughs> the queen until she died. <laughs> <laughs> I was living. I was living. <laughs> Please, Anyways, uh, um, I also can't stop picturing Keone as the um, the ice princess from. I also Shark always Boy picture and Lava Girl. Like I just picture like that girl walking around, like like Allison De Laurentiis, but little. 
Um, yeah. In oh my like God. in the coolest costume of the two thousands. I will always picture Keone in the little headdress. Oh my I don't god! Even remember stop. what the Ice Princess looks like? Oh, I will pull up a picture. Cause I watched that movie, but I think only once. What? Well, at least I've seen it. Ice Princess Shark. Oh, like, come on. Yeah, I do see that a lot. Also, aw, I love Sasha Petersa. She's so cool. And I don't know how to say her last name, so I trailed off on purpose. But <laughs> I love Sasha. That's why I called her Allison De Laurentiis. <laughs> Sasha Shepherd. Sasha. <coughs> Sasha. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and then we'll be back to talk about our theme of manipulation. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, because my boss um, always goes like, ooh, yeah. Like, after, like, everything and in every situation, he always hits him with an ooh, yeah. And so I, that's been indoctrinated into me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're yeah. back. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. No, we are back. Hey. <laughs> um, manipulation. Please. I, <laughs> what do we think about, like... This this growth in charm speak moment. I think it's very powerful for a woman to realize that she doesn't always have to be kind to other people. Word. And like using a power that almost like plays on the decorum of like women feeling as though they have to be so kind and have to charm people all the time to almost do the opposite and protect herself through that is just very empowering. And I'm a little surprised that a man wrote that, but also I think he didn't, not to be like, I don't think he fully got it because that's so pretentious, but like from a female lens, like, I don't know if necessarily he could have like comprehended internally, like all of the ways in which charm speak resonates socially and, like, he somehow made it so that, like, I don't know. She just, like, kind of cast aside a lot of those mores for the sense of, like, the greater good for her friends and for herself. And it just so happens to be, like, oh, I'm also, like, low-key revolutionizing, like, this fear within my gender, like, expression. Which I thought was kind of sick. Yeah. I'm mid-chew, but I have a point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm second. 
Air we'll take head. a moment while Nia finishes her chew. Yeah, she's um, eating an airhead, everyone. I thought that was important to point out. White mystery, I do believe. Mm, indeed. Um, I'm just describing. Okay. It's okay. good. <laughs> I'm back. I also found it interesting, the line of like, um, there's a moment where Piper talks about how she was like, I can manipulate the 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 men in this situation. But, like, Kione is a particularly difficult case because she's paying attention to the fact that I'm using charm speak, which makes it more difficult to use it on her. Yeah. Um, and Kione's using her own manipulation tactics, which is basically telling Piper, like, you're nothing, you're worthless, your powers are nothing, like, you're nothing without your team and now they're all frozen, like, you're not going to be able to figure this out on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was, like... Mate, perhaps Rick writing like, like, terrible opinions that fans have had, or like, you know, like perceptions of like the Aphrodite cabin that he like accidentally kind of gave during the first series. Mm. Does that make sense? Because yeah. like the big representation of the Aphrodite cabin we get in the first series is Selena, who like queen in our eyes, but not in the fan. Like she was a, she was a divisive one when those books first came out. Yeah, because she was like you know. Because she was the spy. Uh, spoilers. If you don't know. <laughs> could you Please. imagine? No, we're like spoilers Listening for a book. the House of Hades. Yeah, we've already covered. Uh, but like... Um, <laughs> but we can't talk about things before these chapters or, or after. after. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just thought that that was like... An interesting way to talk about ways that like... the That, that women in Greek myths have been discredited... And, like, Aphrodite has probably been discredited in yeah. Piper's moment right now. Um, so, yeah. Also, just, like, I, I wasn't on the, necessarily on the internet in the spheres where the, when these books were being released. Like, in that, like, sphere of the internet. Um, but, like, I also was like, there's, you know, there's terrible people everywhere. <laughs> like, these could have been real criticisms that people had of Piper. That Rick was like, fuck you. Because this is the fourth book. Like, it's been a while. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think what he does particularly well in this chapter is for the first time in four books, Hmm. define charm speak. Yeah. 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 Um, And it's really helpful for understanding and it makes it so much more meaningful. Mm -hmm. It feels more impactful now because we get the ground rules. We get... And we and he kind of clears up the problem in the first three books that he doesn't define charm speak because he's like and Piper like introduces it as Piper has like learned the rules yes o- over time yeah, totally and we're definitely learning how to how to control this with her yeah because she's like it's harder you can't make people do something they don't want to do mm-hmm. you it if the person's not attracted to you. It is harder to get them to do something, mm-hmm. and it, then it's harder on gods, which <laughs> feels yeah. like okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 And I was like, "That's really interesting." We finally have some sort of rules, and I like that they they're like it's kind of similar to the mist, but also different. Um, and I was particularly interested in the like you. It's a lot harder to make someone do something that they don't want to do and she was like that's what I've been doing this whole time she was like if a monster runs at me I say turn around 
and the way that she learns in these chapters that it's like learns how to manipulate like in that way oh, of like yeah. like making people do something that they kind of do want to do and just pushing them in that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what is the oh god is it from the Adams family where some or what is it um like take the lid off the id you know it's like like charm speak like releases the id you know? that is really interesting mm. it i do have to say it does complicate it more when she wakes festus up that was wild i love festus it's like i <laughs> do relevant, that was wild because it wasn't like festus was broken he was just off <laughs> which like i guess Me maybe when I'm makes asleep. it <laughs> he makes it make more sense because he was just like a seep <laughs> and like Piper just woke him up with her strong speech power i don't know it was really crazy it like raises some questions about like it's similar to when frank became b or b's like yes. what were the rules here like how did this how like is festus alive if that's what i was gonna say that's what i was gonna say is like that makes that kind of implies to us festus is alive and okay I like we can that. rock okay. with that like it's not totally but out also, of the realm that has massive implications <laughs> Does he feel pain? Yeah. Like, does, like, that is, yeah. Like, we can rock with the idea that he's alive. That's not out of our, like, um, believability. But it is, like, now opening up a lot of ethical questions. It, it is very, um, it just, like, asks so many robotics sci-fi questions of, like, what is the difference between a human and a robot if we are all just, like, parts that... Okay, Make up we actually, a machine. we can't actually have this conversation. <laughs> I can't think about this at this hour of the eve. I know, it gets real, real existential. Um, what is the appropriate time to think about this? Never. <laughs> I would think about it now. Not to throw you under the bus. But I would. I have a lot of, I mean, alright, here's the thing. If we have someone turning into B or Bs, and we also have the idea of like, there are omniscient beings alive somewhere in the sky or whatever who's to say what is alive and what isn't there's also Mm -hmm. the idea that like plants undergo photosynthesis who's to say the plants are also alive the plants are also people though in this yeah okay so So not too shocked i actually think therefore the festus question clears up the bee question how? And I would say it clears what? it up. It, so I'm going to give you the answer to the B question and then I'll, I'll answer how I got there. Okay. The B question, for those of you <laughs> who, who, <laughs> who don't need remember. a reminder, um, Frank turned into a swarm of bees. We were confused of if he was one bee or a lot of bees because those are very different things. So different. And I'm going to say the answer that that is given to us by these chapters is that he does become a swarm of bees. Yes! Yes! Because what is implied about consciousness here with Festus and kind of by the way that um, death works in, in this world is that consciousness is completely, completely separate from physical body. 
Um, and therefore, Festus, I think we are to believe, has a soul or at least a consciousness. Yeah. And therefore, Frank, I mean, Frank also has con- clearly has consciousness. Mm. Um, therefore, his consciousness can be the hive mind. Hey, that was a, a good swarm. joke. That was good. There's also like building off that. It's like we don't know where that quote unquote soul is located. So like, who's to say that it can't be split? You know? Yeah, like a soul, soul by its very nature is not physical. Right. I have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But no, this is a lot. I love this shit. I was like, so in a weird way, it really works. No, like, because thank God that it's the swarm, because I was kind of thinking about it, and I was like, how fucking boring would it be, would it to be, just, <laughs> to, to, be just, one to just turn into a one bee? Like, oh, to be I was like, one bee. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you were, like, loading it up, when you were like, I have the answer, I was like, please, 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 please be a swarm. And, like, I was so glad you said it. It I is really it's relieving. Of, it's I guess so it's much kind of always exciting. been... Lightly implied that Festus is like more than just like machine. more than just robots. Yeah, I've always felt like he's had a a role that's large enough in like general in any act. I'm talking about the Lost Hero, not yeah. now. He's a boat, but like he's killing it. But he is a boat. Um, but like back in the Lost Hero, he was a little a little more sentient than like a robot would be. And I think so. I think that makes sense. Yeah, and I think I think it's with with how we're now understanding Piper's powers. It is emotional. It is empathetical. It is mm-hmm. not intellectual. Um, it is not logical. Therefore, if Festus was only a machine, she could not wake him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Festus has to have feelings mm-hmm. because that's how Piper's powers work. Manipulation, in her sense, is purely emotional. It is not intellectual. She, I mean, she like she'd be thinking about what she's doing, but she's mm-hmm. appealing. Like you said, like I think the id is a important grounding point for that. Is she's appealing to desire? Yeah, Aphrodite is the goddess of of desire um, and love and your appeal to to that want to that need and appealing to Festus's friendship mm-hmm. means Festus has to be able to feel friendship friendship is innately unintellectual yes and that she's able to use her powers to wake up i thought the like like subtle metaphor of like you know melting a cold heart in these chapters was really interesting that like they're literally like you know the powers of like cold and snow and wind and ice and shit and it gets a little literal with waking up Festus and then he literally like is like protrudes flames and kills people you know um so it gets a little literal with that but like before I was like it's so interesting that Piper gets to take these people down by herself to prove you know like love can overcome iciness and stuff. I thought that was really cute. <laughs> I was like, that, that was sweet. Um, but yeah, I guess Festus be having a soul. 
Whoa. Good for him. Congrats, my man. <laughs> what is iRobot? Did I make that up? Or is that It's I a movie with Will Smith. In? Yeah. It's a movie. Okay. I it is about, like, do robots have feelings? No, You're yeah, right. I, no, that's not even what I was thinking. I was just like, did I combine I, Tanya, and Mr. Robot into I, Robot? <laughs> no, but... Uh, I would say you might have. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I knew no, it was No, I, thing. Robot is a film. Okay, because I knew it was a thing. I just was like, was it a TV show or is it a, is it a movie? Because the entire time we were talking about Festus... I was just thinking, I robot, I robot, I Honestly, robot. A, a piece like of media this... that makes me think a lot about this is Big Hero Six. Oh, oh I think a know. lot about the realness and like like feelings of robots when thinking about Big Hero Six. It is because ba- Baymax gives Festus feelings. Yeah. <laughs> they like shouldn't have. Oh my god! I Great can't movie. watch that movie. Oh, it's fantastic! Like, it's, it's on the list of movies I like too sad yeah mm-hmm. but it's I love so it like it was it was an excellent film but like that thing had feelings memory heart but it didn't it was a robot but man did it feel like it did no it's iRobot up the iron <laughs> giant the iron giant and probably more I don't know why animated movies sometimes sadder Fox and the Hound. Fuck. <laughs> Frank and Weenie. Frank, Frank and, and Weenie. Tried watching that in quarantine when I had COVID because I was... I think I've told the story on the pod before. Yes, because everyone laughed at me because I cried watching Frank and Weenie. And I was like, you little bitch, I won't cry watching Frank and Weenie. Here, I'll watch Frank and Weenie right <gasps> Stop. now. Coco had me absolutely Coco's sobbing. Very Coco sad. is sad, but like... Up, I I feel uplifted enough by it. Yeah, me too. I feel, Waterworks. I don't think I cried during. I don't know what the last animated movie I cried I during. Think I was. cried during Inside Out. I cried during The Good Dinosaur. I was gonna say oh, I know Neve cried during The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've seen The Good Dinosaur. It's a pretty <laughs> un, it's a pretty unknown one, but it's still no. I mean, I've, I've heard of her. I Not just... animated, but saddest movie of childhood is Bridge, Bridge to, to Terabithia. Terabithia. We both knew. Oh my oh. god. That movie traumatized me and I had read the book. But it's <laughs> something about like that like made me realize that death was a thing and like that mortality was like real and like children could undergo that and I literally was terrified for my life for like months. It was oh my god, it was so much. I, I vividly remember going to pirate camp the next day. Like it was literally summer mm-hmm. and I okay You went to pirate it camp. It was a week long thing. You I are know. so gay. I know, I know, I know. Wait, is Frank and Winnie 10 out, like, the, on this list of the top 10 saddest <gasps> animals? The Land yes, Before it is. Time. time. The Land Before Time is so sad. It's so sad, but I love, that actually formulated my personality. Um, Land Before Time. Bambi, Bambi is I don't pretty find, sad. It's, it's like Bambi sad. is so fucking sad. Lion King. But I, I also find Bambi really sad because I'm just Lion King's very a close tough one because it's like, it's really sad in the beginning, but you, you leave feeling all right. Mufasa. Yeah. No, it's it, it's so early in the movie though, like yeah. that it's like you leave I, feeling okay. I watched a TikTok of a child watching The Lion King for the first time <gasps> and I cried. <laughs> like oh. I am grave of the fireflies. I don't know that one. Um yeah, we're we're um to give context, we're looking at um 
heartbreaking animated movies on Google, and that was a list we found. Yeah. Um, Frankenweenie was number ten, so no one else laugh at me for crying at that movie. No, because I didn't get. For, <laughs> it's I devastating. Didn't, I didn't cry, but I stopped forty five minutes in because. First of all, I was in quarantine. I was alone. Mm-hmm. I was like a few miles away from my school, so I had that painful irony. It was like nighttime. I was like sitting in this like weird place watching Frank and Weenie. So I was like, I can make it through without crying. It was like forty five minutes in. I just got profoundly depressed. Yeah, <laughs> and no. I was like, I didn't cry, but I was like, fuck, I hate this. And so I stopped. Yeah, nothing about no no more dog movies. No. Animated or otherwise. Also, not in black and white. Yeah. Stop it. Stop. The other two movies that I would add to this list are um, Monsters, Inc. Oh, Monsters, Inc. is always so much more sad than I'm ready. It's because it's also the ending. Yeah. Like, there are some movies that are, like, sad at points when the ending itself is sad. It's always so much more sad than I'm ready for it to be. Like, it's, it, ugh. You have a good... Yeah, that's a, that's a point. It is really sad. And Toy Story 3. Fuck that shit! <laughs> when he gives up the toys. Stop it. I have, yeah. like, a really weird thing about toys where, like, I can't think about them for too long or else I'll get really upset. And, like... Another I, thing. Do they have a soul? No, stop it, stop it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Drawing the line. Because I can't do that. Because I actually, for all my entire life, have hated the word toy because of all it brings up in that way. Like, I, no, dead ass. I have this weird thing that I'm like, do I need to take this to a professional? I don't know. But, like, I, I saw Toy Story 3 and I was like, fuck that shit. I can't, I can't, I can't. And so, like, no. I so agree. I do not fuck with that movie because, oh my god, it is too much. Yeah. No, Pixar, Pixar kind of Pixar made movie. its all of its money on this out. question that we're asking with Festus. That is no, like, it does. Absolutely. Is alive? What yeah. if alive? <laughs> they do it the yeah. most poorly with Cars. Mayor. Okay, but Cars is... Cars, cars is, is fun. Camp. Cars, cars is camp. Is camp. <laughs> cars Guys, is camp. oh, I want to watch Cars now. I'm Life a big is a fan highway. of Pixar theory. I was a big <gasps> Me fan. Me too. I know you both are. I was a big fan of Pixar. I know theory. you were. I liked it too, but I know Neve loves Super loved Carlin the Brothers. Pixar. Yes. Yeah. I liked the Pixar theory as well. Not as much as either of you though. Fair enough. Yeah. Because I can that just is, feel it. I like showing That it is to one people. of the things we no, of, me too. Yeah. That that is one of the things we would share. Is yeah. being really into the Pixar theory. Yeah. yeah. Sass moments. <laughs> yeah. I for me it was the dealist god thing. Like yeah. that was just a great so moment. fucking good. That one it was stuck incredible. with me. Um mine is when uh they're talking about the storm or fire and Leo's like, I could just light Coach Hedge, Hedge on fire. And, <laughs> yeah. and then Piper's like, the idea of Coach Hedge on fire running at, <laughs> at Gia. And I was like, that is funny. Um, mine is he and the rest of your friends will join our court of ice statues in Quebec. Jason will grace my throne room. Clever, Piper muttered. Take you all day to think up that line. Yeah. It was very bad. Like, a bad joke, and Piper was funny, but also... Normalized Jason being an ice statue. <laughs> Glad he made it out, but it would have... It would have been done so much for everyone else's character if he was an ice statue for the rest of this book. Yeah. Wow. 
And then we wouldn't have to hear from him. And then we wouldn't have to hear from him. Preach. He could be freed at the end of it. Just yeah. just for the rest of the book. If he was a nice statue, it would have been nice. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Brayden wants him frozen forever. Offerings. <laughs> Who are offerings for? I don't know. It's pretty. There's really only one character. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, who's going to do it? I I mean, are you two both going to do Piper if I do someone else? I don't know what I'm going to do. Was, I, I was, it was going to be a game time between Piper and Hazel. So... Okay. What do y'all want to do? I, I need to, Piper has to get some. Yeah. Oh, of course. I'm going to give mine to Leo for being thrown. That is true. That's so fair. He was catapult. Like, where did he go? Also, this ended on a crazy cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, Piper being like, let me get the bomb off the boat. And then it blows up anyways. Yeah. And then it's like, let's cut to Percy, who's in a much worse situation. Um, that shit's great. I'll, I'll give it to Piper. I give mine to Hazel all the time. Yeah, true. Oh, God. No, I don't know. Um, I'm going to split mine in half. Um, half is for Piper. And half is for Keone because that entrance was really yeah. sick. I respect that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, and then votes off. CDs. Frank and Weenie. I'm hopping on yours, Brayden. He was so creepy. He was really creepy. But still Frank and Weenie. <laughs> I agree voting off Frank and Weenie. Frank, I respect well. it, I respect it. <laughs> yeah. Um, two's out of a movie to make. Yeah. Oh my god, just don't make it. Alright, folks. That is all for this week. Join us next week where we'll be discussing chapters 45 through 48 through the theme of corruption. Make sure to follow us on social media. We are at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. And we also have a Redbubble store and a coffee account and a website, www.returntocamp.com. Don't Yay. watch Frank and Meanie. Don't yeah, watch don't. Frank and Meanie. Actually, don't. Next week. Tell me about your favorite Survivor um, contestant.